song lyrics here. My first time to a song here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Good evening. How's everybody doing? Awesome. Amen. 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 Excited. Excited. Excited to see you all here. Um, uh, if, if y'all are visiting with us, uh, visiting us for the first time, welcome. I've seen a few new faces. Uh, thank you all for being with us today here at Cross Church. Um, it's just a cool place to hang out at, right? In the presence of God, learning about His Word. Amen. Wednesdays is really cool on the Bible studies. Uh, sometimes uh, it's just different, you know. I don't want to take from Sunday. Sundays is amazing, y'all. We've seen... Uh, we literally have seen people, um, we've prayed here, right in this area, for, for somebody to get a vehicle, one Wednesday Bible study night, and then probably that following Sunday, or maybe at the most two weeks, she's running in here talking about how good is God is good because somebody gave her a car. Uh, we prayed for, um, I think, uh, Pastor Lori one day. Right around this area. Pastor Levi says, I need you to pray for my wife. We prayed for her. She went to the doctor. What was there once? Proof on the test. Proof on the exams. Doctor says, listen, you staff member, you assistant. Y'all seen what I saw? Yes. Okay. There's nothing there. We've seen uh, Pastor Eli uh, right here. We prayed for his healing. Uh, There was a, a cancerous something growing in his eye. There was tests to prove it. There was exams to prove it. He came in for the operation. Doc said, there's nothing there. Yeah. Pastor Eli, we love him, but he's like, look, man, I'm going to be telling people, and I don't want to lie. <laughs> the guy says, I don't know how else you want me to tell you. It was there, and now it's not there. It's gone. Amen. So Wednesday nights is amazing, just like on Sunday nights is amazing. Uh, sometimes on Wednesdays, it just gets a little bit more deeper, you know? Amen. And so... Um, Sundays is phenomenal. So thank you guys for being with us, and then uh, hope to see you all on Sunday. And um, we're going to just dive right on in. So last week, I talked about, it comes to my realization that sometimes um, in a conversation that me and my wife were having with somebody, um, it comes to my understanding through that conversation as I'm sitting back listening uh, to her talk that this person, she found comfort in something. And right there and then, the Holy Spirit started ministering to me and, and basically saying, do you see the comfort that she's finding? Do you see the comfort that she's defending? It's not me. Hmm. You know? So before we get started and move further, let's invite the comforter in. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your time right now, for everybody that's here. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. I thank you for your word, Father God, that's amazing. Yes, Hallelujah. I thank you for your word, Father God, that penetrates to the marrow bone. I thank you for your word, Father God, that literally renews our minds. Father God, as you speak to my thoughts and the words come out of my mouth, I pray that you help me to speak it, help me to get my point across. Holy Spirit, help me to teach what you've laid on my heart. Let us walk out of here with a further and deeper understanding and revelation, Lord, of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's get to work now. So last week we learned about the the comforter. I asked uh, the title of the topic was, What is Comforting You? Um, because like I said, we were talking to an individual and just to recap a little bit, um, I'm not going to be as long today and really, cause I really want to get a chance to dialogue and to talk. I really want to get some feedback on, on this topic and what y'all think and just kind of see where your, what your, where your minds are at and stuff. And so, um, 
Anyways, we learned about the comforter. We learned that comfort is a word, a Latin word that comes from a Latin word, which is confortare in, in, in Latin, which means to strengthen greatly. So when I say, Russell, man, I want to comfort you. I want to strengthen him greatly, right? And I used to think as comforting as being like, oh, I'm sorry. Let me comfort you. But now when I see what it means, strengthen greatly, I was telling the folks, man, it's like, that's a gym. That's a gym term. Like, come on, Alex. Let me comfort you, boy. Get your comfort on, you know. Get your strength on greatly. Hello, Houstonians. <laughs> Chris and Kayla are in the house. Thank you all for making it. I hope you all didn't get any speeding tickets on the way out here. And um, so we learned that. We learned that the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, we learned that, uh, uh, we learned that sometimes um, the Comforter um, tries to come in different fashions and different forms, right? And so, um, for example, this individual that we were speaking to um, says, we've asked a question about, they used to have an issue sometimes with like some suicidal thoughts. And um, we brought it up and uh, talked about cutting also. Y'all have heard of that. Some people cut. And so then um, the response was something along the lines of, well, it's because when I think about life or what life may bring or lack of finances or when I think about this and when it seems to this person, sometimes us, we create this big world around us that's like, oh, my God, this is just getting too big. Too, this is too heavy for me. And it sounded like that's what they were doing. Well, you know, I figured, why don't the thought came, why don't I just end it all? And then they said, and that's just comforting to me. And I thought, man, that's comforting to her. You know, the thought of, well, I'm under so much, I don't know, stress or, you know, I don't, I don't know why a person would cut themselves. I mean, I barely get a little paper, a uh, hairline, a little, you know, a paper cut, man, that stuff hurts. So to me, right, Jessica, to actually get something and just put it there, I don't understand that pain. You know, I know people in my own personal family, you know, in my immediate personal family that experience that. And so there's different kinds of comforts that we go to, right? And so sometimes I was, I, I made the example of, of uh, my alcoholism, right? Not my alcoholism, the struggle of alcoholism that I used to struggle with. So that was my thing, and I liked it, and I enjoyed doing what I was doing. And I'll never forget that one day my mom and my sister, I was going out to the club, and they said, hey, and I'm like, yeah, well, well, I'm going to go, I'm all dressed up. And then my sister and my mom, one of them said, why don't you stay home tonight? And I said, no, I'm not staying home, i got plans. I've got people to meet, friends to meet, we're going to go out, have a good time, I'll see you all later. And then I think my sister and my mom, one of them made the comment of, um, hey, listen, Junior, I think you got a drinking problem. Just like that. They didn't want me to go out. And everything was cool. I was happy, great attitude, but boy, when they started talking about my buddy, Mr. Alcohol, because that's what happens when we become, when we are comforted with this comforter, so to speak, we become homies. Yeah. Hey, Junior, I think you got a drinking problem. Whoa, 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 hey, I ain't got a drinking problem. What are you talking about? Nah, just because I like to drink? In other words, just because I like to hang out with my boy over here? That doesn't mean that I'm addicted to this thing. Nah, we're just kicking it. We're just hanging out every once in a while we hang out. I mean, I don't hang out with him all the time. I go to work. 
I do this, I do this, I do that. I'm not hanging out with him all the time. Him referring to alcohol. And so I defended this thing. So then it gets to a point where mom and sister, shh, don't say nothing. Hey, how you doing? Man, I'll be drunk sometimes, staggering in the living room, slurring my words, coming to the table, you know, trying to eat breakfast with them, being out all night partying, gone for one or two days. No embarrassment going in this place. Me and my homie, Mr. Alcohol. Straight up disrespect to my mom and my sister in my dad's house. And what did they do? Shh, don't say nothing. Hey, how was it? Glad you made it home. Uh, You want some breakfast? My poor mom. You want some breakfast? You want some uh, frijolitos, tortillas? What do you want? (laughs) And it's almost like this thing, alcohol... Say something. Uh, I dare you to say it. Can't even speak, boy. You better whisper around me. Come on. All of a sudden, I'm, we're supposed to submit to that thing? We're submitting to the wrong thing. So we learned a few things last week about this thing, the comforter. So tonight, I want to mess y'all all up. I mean, I want to completely mess up your mind and your thinking. I want I want to... I want to Uh, uh, strip you from all the comforting things that you've ever thought about and gone to and just point you to one comforting thing. Tonight we're going to look at the comforter versus comforting things. And who's behind each one of these two different things, right? So the Bible says that we have an enemy, enemy of our soul, Satan. The Bible doesn't call him a scary monster, Matter of fact, the Bible says that he's an angel of light. That he masquerades as an angel of light. So that means that he's good. That means that he ain't going to come to us and come talk to you like, I'm the ugly green reaper monster. Oh, no, we're going to freak out. I'm scared of that. Nah, he's going to come to us with some stuff that we like. Yeah, come on now. All right, now. I like that. Yeah. Or I like her. Or I like him. Oh, man. I ain't never tried that stuff. Pretty good. Oh, bro, you're going to be feeling good. Just take a little bit. You think I'm going to die? I mean, I ain't never done it. I heard about it first times. Ah, it's going to be all right. Oh, uh, man, ain't nobody going to see you. Just take a little bit of this cash. Oh, no, no, no. What if the company finds out? Psh, nobody's going to know. It's a bank. You know how much money there's in here? What's well, a few hundred dollars? We find comfort in different things. But at the end of the day, who's behind it? Yeah. I, I think about um, back in the day, you know, sometimes we want to come to God and seek God and seek God and seek God. And God's going to answer, but sometimes we just get impatient. Mm-hmm. Right? Think about bi- Bible stories. Y'all know, y'all know, y'all are some Bible scholars up in this house. Mm-hmm. One thing we know about Cross Church is we teach the Bible. Amen. And I know y'all know the Bible. And in the Bible, there's so many stories We'd be here all night talking about how many different gods. One that comes to mind is that golden calf. Right. Somebody made a golden calf. <laughs> Forget your God, Moses. We're going to make our own God. Okay. Right? Yes, sir. I told you, everybody knows the Bible. Um, there's so many talks about different gods in the Bible. It's like everybody's looking for a God. 
You know, everybody just wants to be able to submit to somebody, right? And unfortunately, sometimes we submit to the wrong things. So tonight, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of those uh, uh, some of those things that comfort us. And I'm going to tell y'all something. When when I felt like the Lord put this idea on my heart. I'm like, yeah, right, I'm not going to do that. What are we going to do all that for? I can just talk about it. But you know, it's something about talking and hearing, and then when you're seeing it, mm-hmm. you can visualize some stuff, and you hear it, it's cool. So then I'm thinking, well, where the heck, how can I talk about lust or pornography or uh, infidelity, right? Like, what am I going to do, call somebody out? Hey, uh, sister so-and-so, you want to be... <laughs> <laughs> hey, brother so-and-so, you want to come over here? And that's not going to be cool, right? <laughs> so I walk into my living room. And guess what I see standing in my living room? <laughs> this thing over here. That thing's got a name, and I'm not going to call it by the thing, by the name. But I walked in, and my daughter Elizabeth's got a mannequin in my living room. And as soon as I walked in, boop, the Lord said, "There you go." I said, "Man, Elizabeth, what is this mannequin doing out here? Her name is Catherine. I don't care what you call her. I'm not going to call her by her name. It's a mannequin. What is it doing in my living room?" <laughs> She said, well, you know, I'm cleaning up my room, and if Mama don't want it, I'm going to throw it, but I think she can use it for something. I said, all right. So I went on in to do a little bit more reading, and it's like, I'm going to have to take that thing with me. <laughs> so I quickly picked up some, some, uh, some props. This is my imitation Budweiser. <laughs> it's not real. They're ice cold. So afterwards, you know... Whoever is uh, interacting in the class can have a cold IBC root beer. <laughs> this here is some of the green, sticky, icky stuff. Y'all know what that is. I got it from the guy at the corner. Thankfully, he had a little sack on him. I said, I promise you, I won't smoke it, and I'll bring it back. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It ain't even real weed. It looks like it. It's actually... Uh, Oregano. It's actually partially flaked. Partially. <laughs> I gotta explain myself because some people believe in church for the bean. That's a weed in No. Let me explain myself. Well, then I'll get to the last one later. All right. So, there's different things that, that, that comfort us in our lives. I told y'all for me, it was alcohol. A nice cold beer. That's what I comforted myself with. So I started thinking about that, and I and I was going to do a whole skit, and it's just going to take too much time. But I thought about when I was a kid, and I thought about when uh, I'd come home from uh, from school, hanging out, whatever. If I was already at home before my dad, and my dad would get home from a long, hard day's work. He was a diesel mechanic, so it was hot, and, and it's hot. Then you're dealing with these big motors on these 18-wheelers, and, you know, he's sweaty and greasy, and, man, he'd come home. And he'd get on the couch and pop open an ice cold beer. What's up, Dad? How was your day? Ah, it's good. Long. Whoo. Caliente afuera. Popping it open. When we had barbecues, my dad would have himself an ice cold beer. When he argued with my mom, when he had financial problems, I would notice that my dad would always have himself an ice cold beer. So I thought, well, that's cool. That's what we do. That's how we handle problems. My dad did it. I can do it. Sometimes when my dad would get upset, um, I'd see him lose his cool and, you know, um, whoop. Maybe that was comforting to him. I don't know. 
it's one thing to whoop, and it's another thing to, like, put a beating on somebody. Yeah. Hello? I followed his footsteps. Um, so I found, I found out that sometimes the things that we watch other people get comforted by could be the exact same thing that we would offer as comfort to others. The Bible in the second book of Corinthians, it says here, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. It says in uh, first chapter, um, verse 4, Who comforts us all in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who in any who are in any affliction with the same comfort. So any any, any, any kind of affliction, any kind of anything you've ever been to, there's somebody that can comfort us through it. Well, man, Pastor Ben, it's because you don't understand. You ain't never been through it. Well, I might not, but I guarantee I know somebody that has. Amen. I mean, you, you, just, you can just spit it out there, man. I promise you. I've seen it all, y'all, in the 13 years. And Pastor Levi and Pastor Roy probably seen more in the 20 plus years of ministry they've been in it. You know? People getting molested, um, uh, losing a loved one, somebody getting murdered. We don't understand. It's because, you know, my, my, my son or my daughter or my baby, somebody got killed. Well, no, you don't understand. You don't know what it's like to be addicted to alcohol. Or you don't understand, man. You, you've never overdosed. No, you don't understand, man. You don't know what it's like to be broke, man, and go, go without eating for a few days. Oh, yes, I do. I was not. Eat, I hadn't ate for a few days. One time in my first, um, uh, my first um, relationship, we weren't married. And um, I called my brother Jerry and I said, "Hey, man, I need you to do me a favor. Don't you tell mom either." He said, "What?" I said, "Can you steal some McDonald's Big Macs? Cause man, we haven't ate for two or three days and we're hungry." That boy showed up with a big old bag of French fries and like eight eight Big Macs, and we tore it up. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be addicted to alcohol and cocaine. I don't know what it's like to live on the streets because I never have, but probably there's some people in here that might know what that's like. I've, I've been through a divorce, so I know how to cope with that. I've been through that. I've overdosed, and, and I'm alive, so I know, I, know, I know about that. I've been depressed. I've had anxiety. I know about th- those things. Russell, you know about a few things? Oh, yes, sir. Amen. This is a power couple right there. Y'all hear this story, you're going to be like, how in the world? That's that's how Amen. the power of the cross. Amen. Yeah, you sit with them. Marriage falling apart. You sit with these two and see what happens. You, you ain't listening, or you don't want to make it work. If after sitting, uh, spending some time with them, y'all y'all ain't gonna work it out. So we know what it's like, and the Bible says. It says here, who comforts us in all our afflictions, so that we may be. Comfort to those who are in any kind of affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves were comforted by God. So, the things we go through, we go through them for the sake of others. When Jesus died on the cross, he just didn't just die just to die, man, because he wanted to. But he died on the cross just kind of, he was a human being. Spirit on the inside, flesh on the outside. Us, we're flesh on the outside, and we should have the Holy Spirit living on the inside. So it's the same thing. If Jesus was a fleshly man with the Spirit of God on the inside, we're made out of flesh, but we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us too. I talked to y'all on Sunday, and I said, everybody in this room right now is perfect. Everybody. 
Say, I'm perfect. I'm perfect. I'm perfect. I'm perfect. That's right. Amen. And don't forget that because we're made in the image of God Almighty, which is a perfect God. And don't let nobody, I used to say, oh man, I'm not perfect. You know, I'm not perfect, Chris. So man, bro, bro, look, I'm trying to get it, but I'm not perfect. The Bible says you're not, you're, you're imperfect. Matter of fact, the Bible says you were fearfully and wonderfully made. Hallelujah. Is there anybody here that, that draws as an artist? Perfect. You too. Yep. No, but but you but you you uh you you uh you you uh rap. you rap. Yeah. yeah. So you fearfully and wonderfully rap. Yes. <laughs> no, seriously, because yeah. listen, the art yeah. the art yeah. that she does, she wrapped that big blue truck out there, and I just sit there and look at it and look at it and look at it. It's like God, dog. I had a buddy of mine said, Ben, let's go look at this thing, and he's looking. He opened the door, and he's like, Man, look at the inside. The the wrap goes inside my doors, and he's like, God, all the way to the top. All through the lights. And he, we're just looking at the small things, like oh, every little crease and turn. There's knives that you use. Yeah? yeah? Fearfully and wonderfully. Fearfully. Man, I better, whoo, I better not mess this one up. That's the bend. He's going to get mad. <laughs> <laughs> fearfully. Being, in other words, man, I'm, she's being real careful. I don't know. I'm just doing these things. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> But, but fearfully and wonderfully, they wrap these vehicles. And my truck is big, but I've seen a, uh, it's called the T-Rex. That motorcycle, what is the thing? Yeah, the, uh, the, no, the it's like a motorcycle with three uh, wheels. Slingshot. Slingshot. Yeah, slingshot. Man, now that thing's got all kinds of cool-looking, weird stuff. Imagine, they wrapped that. So you have to fearfully and very... So when the Bible says that God made us, He fearfully and wonderfully... Not fearfully like He made us with fear. And not fearfully like, oh, I'm scared. But imagine like an artist would, would paint something so carefully with every stroke of the brush. What if they don't have time to erase it? Yeah? He's fearfully and carefully... Every one of you guys were made just like that. Amen. In the image of God, the Bible says, men and women, we were all made in the image of God. Amen. God is a perfect God, so all of us are perfect. Amen. Now, we've gone and messed some things up, right? But He's a perfect God. So, rather than saying, because the Bible does say that we all fall short of the glory of God. So, we do fall short. While we're trying to live this Christian life, following God, following His rules... Guess what? We might slip up and fall. Oh man, I'm sorry. I suck. Man, I'm so, oh, I'm sorry. I'm no good. I ought to kill myself. No, 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 Listen, listen, listen. Rather than doing all that, boohooing, how about we just say, man, Lord, I'm sorry. Number one, repent. I messed up. I fell short today. But I'm going to get up tomorrow, Lord, and I'm going to do it different. Amen. And then I'm going to try it again. Amen. And if you get through that one day, praise the Lord, we did good. Amen. Go to sleep, wake up, hit reset, let's do it again, Lord. And if you messed up, dang. I fell short today, Father God, but I'm going to get up and with your help and your strength, I'm going to do this. Amen. And every day, and every day, and every day, and every day, and I guarantee before you know it, it's, it's going to, you're not going to, that, that will not be an issue. Yeah. Other things, but that won't be. Yeah, come on. It depends on who your comforter is. Very clearly it's talking about our comforter here. Who is who? God. God. And very clearly it's talking to us that if we're comforted by God through anything, any affliction, anything that we go through, that we ourselves will offer that same uh, comfort to other people. It says here, for just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in in abundance. I don't want sufferings in abundance. (laughs) 
But it says here in verse 5, For just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance, so also is our comfort in abundance. Amen. Amen. Now listen, I don't want no afflictions, but oh, give me all the comforting that I can get, Lord. Woo, I want that in abundance. Yeah. So y'all been through some things? Or you going through something? All I can say is praise the Lord. For real. That's right. Because, man, listen, the very next verse, so also is your comfort and abundance through any God that you want to, like the boys in Egypt. No, 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 no. It says through Christ. Amen. So the only reason you're going to get the comfort in abundance, it's going to be through one thing, Christ. Verse 6, but if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. What? If I'm afflicted, it's not for myself. If I'm afflicted, the Bible says here, it's for your comfort and salvation. I'm telling y'all, anybody ever gone through some stuff in this house, y'all didn't just go through it for your sake, but you went through it for the sake of others. Amen. This folk, I'm going to say it one more time. They teach a phenomenal marriage class. And I thank God and give them glory because it's only because of God that they're together. Amen. And when they sit up here and they teach their class so fearfully and wonderfully with every word that they speak, led by the Holy Spirit, it really ministers to other marriages. In our last marriage class, there was two couples that were on the brink of divorce. One of them was already pretty much there, but found out Russell and Mary were here. So he says, hey, listen. I know that I know where you're at. I'm not just trying to win you back, but will you go with me? Whatever, man. Come on, let's go. And they sat up in this area, and he sat like there, and she sat like over here. Started off like that. What was it? Six weeks? Yeah, six weeks. At the end of the six weeks, y'all, or at the six weeks, I mean, she was almost on the boy's lap. <laughs> it was beautiful, man. It was beautiful, Pastor Eli. Yeah. God did some stuff. Amen. So. But, if Russell, I'm going to put their, their name in here. But if Russell and Mary are afflicted, it's for the comfort of other marriages. Hallelujah. That's good stuff, y'all. When Jesus died and he, he was afflicted and did everything that he did on the cross, it wasn't for himself. It was for the sake of others, for the world, for humanity. Verse 7, and our hope for you firmly is firmly grounded knowing that as you are sharers of our suffering so also you are sharers of our comfort verse 8 for we do not want you to be unaware in other words listen I'm a, y'all ain't going to be ignorant to the fact that you're going to go to some afflictions I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's going to be a cakewalk I tell people when I talk about Jesus when I try to win them over for the Lord um, I, I think about, I'm reminded of a time when Bianca, my daughter, she's 20 years old now. When I was first teaching her how to ride a bike, she was about six. As a matter of fact, she was six. And she was so excited, she had a little strawberry shortcake bike, and I was happy to get it for her. And she said, Daddy, we're going to go bike riding. I said, yes, ma'am, we are. But first, baby girl, I'm going to teach you how to fall. She said, no, Daddy, I don't want to fall. I said, I'm sorry, baby girl, but you're going to fall. i got to teach you how to fall first. She said, all right. So we walked downstairs. I lived in an apartment. And I said, well, put, put your feet up. I'm going to hold you. So I'm holding the handlebars. And she gets her little feet up, both of them. 
And I said, okay, I'm holding on to you. She goes, okay, Dad, don't let go, Dad. I said, it's all right, baby, I got you. Okay, ready? I'm going to let you go. I let her go. Daddy, daddy, daddy. I said, I got you, don't worry. I said, okay, you seen how you went that way? She goes, yeah. I said, okay. When the bike goes that way, kick your left foot out. Okay. And I said, and it might go the other way. I don't know. But when it goes the other way, kick your right foot out. She said, okay. So I said, okay, here we go. Ready? One, two, three. I let her go. She starts to go over. Boom. She big old smile. Damn. I said, I know it. Did it hurt? No. Cool. You caught yourself. Let's keep doing it. We did it a few more times. I said, okay, now we're going to put this thing into action. All right? I'm going to push you just a little bit. And so I pushed her just about from here to there, just a little bit, on the grass, just in case. And she's going, and I said, okay, put your left foot. Dad, I didn't fall. I said, exactly. So we did that a few times. Then I pushed her a little further, and then she went about from there to there. And she learned how to fall first. I said, all right, baby girl, you ready? Let's go to the park. She's riding her bike. She's about to fall. She put a little foot out. A couple of times she missed it, but the majority of the time she didn't miss it. So, from a brother in Christ, I tell you guys, listen, from time to time, you might fall. You might get bruised up. You might get banged up. But I promise you, just as the word says, that if you turn to the comforter, not comforting things, he will comfort you and get you to that affliction. You might bleed a little bit. You might need some stitches. Man, you might need some operation. But he will get you through it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Verse 8, again, for we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of our afflictions which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened excessively beyond our strength so that we were despaired, even life. They were like, man, dude, we're ready to die. This is bad. Number 9, indeed, we had a sentence of death within ourselves in order that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raised the dead. Who delivered us from so great a peril of death and will deliver us. He on whom we have set up our hope and he will yet deliver us. You also, watch this y'all. You also joining in helping. Alright, I told to you I told you before we started a few things, right? We prayed for the sister that was here that needed a car very bad. We paid for uh, Pastor Lori. She got healed. We paid for Pastor Eli. He got healed. We've prayed for a lot of people, and a lot of things have happened. Y'all prayed for my wife, and she got healed. So thank y'all, because y'all joining in with us. When we prayed for Pastor Lori, y'all joined in with that. When we prayed for Pastor Eli, y'all joined in with that. When you prayed for a loved one, you're joining in for their salvation. When I pray for my brother, or when I pray for my daughter, or when I pray for my sister-in-law, or when I pray for my the, the company, I'm not the only one praying for that. I'm joining in with the body of believers. Yes. Prayer request, Cross Church, April the 7th, 2019, Heaven's Army Day. We got a bunch of prayers in here. Yep. And about two Sundays ago, there was a right there, a row full of answered prayers. So guess what? We joined in. Yep. It says here, you also joining in helping. But Pastor Ben, we didn't really do nothing, man. I mean, how did we help? I'm glad you asked. You also joining in helping us through your prayers. Amen. 
Pastor Mary preached a phenomenal message two weeks ago about praying. There you have it. Why is it important to pray? I guarantee somebody's life depends on it. Yep. Hallelujah. Somebody's life depends on your prayer. Thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the favor bestowed upon us through the prayers of many. Hallelujah. Prayer is effective and prayer works. Yes, sir. Back to these guys. So, let's see. Russell? Yeah, sure. Your, your, your family's here, bro, so come on. Just <laughs> because you got family, you got daughter, and you got wife. Come on up. Well, yeah. Oh, the whole family. You stand here. <laughs> daughter comes stand next to dad. And then uh, come over here, stand next to dad. All right, guys. So, I want to just paint a, a picture of, of things that happen. All right? So. We'll start off with the green feather over here, the green, the green monster. So this little thing here, it could be a comforter, right? Let's just say that that um, Russell or Mary or Jessica that they want to be comforted because they've had a stressful day and they want to turn to drugs, right? I just had weed, but it could be cocaine, it could be heroin, it could be the choice of drug, whatever, man. Because sometimes that stuff makes you feel good. Okay, weed, oh man, we just you don't understand, man. I've had such a stressful day. Let's just say this, Jessica would start to do this stuff and do this stuff and do this stuff. All of a sudden, what's going to happen is she'll probably start, you know. So, so what did that do? Here's mom and dad. What did that do? Yeah. Did it bring her in any way closer to mom and dad? No. Of course not. You see where she's at? It separated her. Mm-hmm. The same thing goes with alcohol. Mom, Dad, listen, man, it's just a little beer. Y'all don't understand. It's just it's for the bones. I'm stressed <laughs> out. I just want to relax and I want to unwind. Mm. But if she keeps doing that and Mom and Dad maybe, I don't approve of it, well, guess what she's going to think? Well, heck, if they don't approve of it, I can't be here. So what did they do again? What did that comforting thing that, that became so comfortable because it feels good. It, it, uh, it just relaxes my mind. What does that thing become? Her comforter. Her friend. She separated, man, from the family. Right? Come on, Bexis. She's clean. She's holy. Sacrifice. Hallelujah. Russell, the priest of his home, the king of his home, a father, a husband, husband, father. There you go. (laughs) Here's Miss Catherine. Well, nobody's going to find out. I mean, I'm working out of town. What's it going to hurt? Mm. Right? So all of a sudden, he's working late, and he's working late. And guess what? These two invite this guy to join the party. Oh, Lord. Then she says, I got another partner. Mm. He's like, well, I don't like that partner, but I'll hang out, I'll hang out with this partner. Well, whatever. They got a party going on. Did this get him closer to his wife? No, sir. Did this get him closer to baby girl? No, sir. She might need her daddy. She need, She might need her husband. But he's working. And getting comfortable. Listen, y'all don't understand. All right? I'm a hardworking man. I need some time. And it doesn't even have to be with the females, because this thing right here, babe, listen, man, I've had a hard day at work. I'm just going to be with the fellas. A 
Again, did it bring him any closer to his wife and his daughter? Of course not. All right. Well, I don't have a manicure of a man, but it can happen to the women too. But the, unfortunately, it happens more with, I think it happens more with men. I think. Yeah, I know. I sure as heck don't see a bunch of, uh, a bunch of men getting sex trafficked by women. I don't see a lot of brothels with a bunch of men in there that a woman is running, posting ads. I don't see little boys that are losing their virginities. But I hear three-year-old baby girls losing their virginities to a grown man. So yeah, it happens more with men. In my opinion, I believe it does. Now how could that be comforted to a grown man? Okay, y'all, thank you. But somehow they find comfort in that. They find comfort in it. We have a a friend, a guy that we knew. He was in the church. I've prayed for him. Pastor has prayed for him. And all of a sudden, this 40-something-year-old man decides to start a relationship with a 14-year-old. Then on trial and everything in front of the judge and in front of... His daughter was probably there and it was her best friend. And in front of the... Dang, um, the little girl's parents... But I love her. And he didn't think there was nothing wrong with it. In his mind. Somehow, some way. That was comforting to him. He says, the judge says, but you're supposed to be a Christian? Oh, yes, sir, but I am a Christian. I am a Christian. That's twisted. That's not right. So, there's a bunch of things, a bunch of other gods... A bunch, a bunch of things. This is just a few, just as I just wanted to give y'all some eye candy. Just a few little things. Oh, oh, can't forget about the dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Uh-oh. Woo! Comfort. Money, 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 money. Can't forget about the dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Yeah. Babe, I need you at the house, babe. Kids need you at the house, babe. Oh, man, listen. Food got cold. I know, babe, it's going to be another long, long day. But, babe, man, come on. Listen, woman, what God do? You like the car you're driving, you're paying the bills. And sometimes we can get into a, a headspace in our mind where we feel that that money is comforting. Because I'm holding it down. I'm taking care of my... Listen, but no, man, because at the end of the day, that money is not going to save your divorce. That money will pay for it. The same thing that you were losing to comfort you is the same thing that's going to pay for your destruction. Yeah, come on. Money can be comforting to a lot of people. I know people right now that are beyond themselves. They're, oh, it's because it's I don't have any money. You don't understand. If I can just pay the bills and the money, the money, the oh, if I can just make this sale. Man, the money, the if I can make it happen, if I can make it happen. Hey, man, I guarantee it. I guarantee it if you go looking for the one that can make it happen, the real comforter, oh, he'll make some things happen out yes, of the blue sky. Amen, amen. The young lady that we prayed for up here was in tears. She needed a car real, real, real bad, y'all. She didn't come out of pocket any money. Thank you, Jesus. She didn't have to break a bank. She didn't have to get a loan. She got a car for free. I needed a truck three years ago. I got a truck for free from another couple in this 
church. They met me out back. Said, "Hey, you looking for a work truck?" I man, I sure am. How much you want for that for that Dodge? Oh, man, there you go. What What are you doing? I just wanted to give it to you. What? You're gonna give me your truck? Yeah, yeah. I washed it up a little. It's not the greatest, but I washed it up for you. And they gave me a truck, y'all, because I've been faithful. And I kept praying, and I kept seeking the comforter. I didn't go to the bar like, oh, my God, babe, let's go have a drink, babe, because I'm stressing out here. Oh, man, we need some money. But, babe, we're associate pastor at the church. Ah, don't worry about it, babe. We're out of town, man. Pastor, Listen, text Pastor Lori and Pastor Levi. I bet you they ain't over here. Guarantee ain't nobody from the church out here in Austin. Okay, 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 listen. We'll just grab the stuff and we'll take it to a room. Nobody really is from there. They got little cameras in the phones. Cover it. Nobody sees. <laughs> the world's watching now through the internet. There you go. <laughs> Nobody will see us. Stressing out, babe. What are we going to do? I need to drink. Psalms 86 and 8 says um, some pretty cool stuff. Psalms 86, I'm going to start from verse 1. It says, Incline thy ear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am afflicted and needy. Right there. I'm feeling it, Lord. I'm going through it. But he's calling out to the right one. Incline your ear to me, O Lord, because I'm in need right now. Do you... Do preserve my soul, for I am godly man. O oh, thou my God, save thy servant who trusts in thee. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for thy, for to thee I cry all day long. Make glad the soul of thy servant, for to thee, O Lord, I lift my soul to you. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive. Hello, are good and ready to forgive. You're going through it. You fell off the wagon. Guess what? The Bible said that he's good and ready to forget. And abundant in love kindness. Oh, thank you, God, for your abundant love kindness. Right? Who call upon thee? Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. And give heed to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my trouble, I shall call upon thee. Who is thee? Is he? God, right? For thou... Will answer me. There is no one like you, Lord, among the gods. Little G's. With an S. With an S. <laughs> there is no one like you over all the other gods, O oh Lord. Over all the other gods. Alright. Check this out. So the the Bible says that the enemy, and I took a little too long. That the enemy uh, masquerades as an angel of light, okay? So he wants to come as a comforter, 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 comforter. And all this stuff looks good, but he wants to come as a comforter, right? So, how do we worship God? Jesus, the comforter. You see, the enemy will give you a bunch of things. And this is just a few, but there's a list that goes on and on of what everything that the enemy will give you. And there's not a list of things over here, there's just one cross. Power of the cross, all right? So, when we submit to the comforter, and we worship Him, we do it through our lifestyle. Right? right? Our lifestyle. Here's my notes. I'm like, where's my notes at? I don't right here, bud. You covered the hiding in the Bible. Hiding in the Bible. <laughs> There's a camera in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
When Jesus leaves us, the Bible says that he empowers us and he leaves us with the comforter, his Holy Spirit. Satan wants to comfort us as well, except he, he's, his watered-down version of comfort will only weaken us. God's version of comforting will, will strengthen us. The Bible says in the book of Romans that, that the Spirit will give us life. But these things will hurt us. I was going to buy a bucket of chicken because sometimes gluttony, right? Sometimes, ooh, that grease will get in our arteries and our heart and it'll slow us down and it'll start thinking down. Then we're wondering why we can't serve the Lord because, man, we got some health issues. Satan wants to comfort us as well, except his watered-down version of comforting will only weaken us physically and mentally. His spirit is not a comforting spirit. As a matter of fact, the spirit comes in many different forms and has been set out to steal, to kill, and to destroy us, leaving us with addictions, leaving us bound, leaving us in shackles. How in the world can this be comforting to us when at the end of the day we're addicted to this thing? This thing that says I'm going to be comforting you, next thing you know, I'm, I'm, I'm enslaved to this thing. How can I be free? How can that be comforting to me then? Yeah. If at the end of the thing, at the end of this whole thing, you're going to, I'm going to be a slave to you. I'm going to be in bondage. I'm going to be in shackles to you. It doesn't sound comforting to me. Yeah. Satan wants to imitate God. The Bible says that he wants, he's jealous of God, so he got cast down from heaven. He was in the presence of God because he wanted to be like God. So guess what? Did that stop when he got to earth? No, he still wants to be a God and he still wants you to worship him. Satan wants to imitate God. Everything that God has, he wants to have too. He wants to be a God and rule. He was cast out of heaven because he was jealous of God, wanted to be like God. He wants to be worshipped so he imitates God by mimicking what God does. God is love and he wants to act like he's loving us by all his little things that he so-called comfort. God gives us good and perfect gifts. Satan gives us um, perverted gifts and gives us things that are not perfect gifts, but he will, but that will hurt us. God gives us a true comforter who will comfort us in times of trouble. Satan wants to be your comforter as well, but through different ways. By doing so, we have now developed an unhealthy relationship with this thing. That so-called comfort us. We grow deeper and deeper into this developing uh, an addiction. And now we end up worshiping these things. In essence, we're worshiping the devil. We are now worshiping Satan. Exactly what he wants us to do. Remember the illustration when I got up on the thing? Well, you can't talk about me. Because we are now defending that thing. Shh. You can't say nothing around. Because you know she's going to get upset. It's not about me. It's about this thing that's almighty now. And powerful. Yeah. So, y'all get the point. We worship God by the lifestyles that we live as Christians. Amen? Amen? We worship God by the lifestyles that we live as Christians. We worship God by the things that we do, by the fruit of the Spirit. We worship God by what comes out of our mouth. We worship God by when we come in here and we lift our hands and we praise. We worship God because sometimes we get on our knees. We worship God because we honor our wives. We worship God because we... Read in the word. We worship God on so many ways. We worship God with our finances, with our lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. That's right. So we worship Satan also by the lifestyles that we live. Come on now. How can someone receive ministry from us if we don't live a disciplined life? Religion will only comfort you, but it's going to keep you from growing. Religion. We ain't talking about religion, man. We're talking about the real, the true comforter. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The enemy will give you all kinds of different things that he'll comfort you from. And he'll bound you to them, enslaving you to them. 
And, and who, so who's behind all of this? Satan. I wanted to get a big, ugly, demon-looking thing to stand behind this thing. Who's behind one person, one thing created is behind all of these things that seem so comforting. Yeah. And there's only one person behind this. And it's the Almighty God. Amen. Hallelujah. He's the real comfort. Thank you, Father. So, this evening, I just wanted to give you guys a little illustration. I, I wanted to mess your theology, your thinking up. And I want you to know, man, that listen, there's a lot of things that can comfort us. There's a lot of things that can comfort us. But they're going to lead to just un, 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 unanswered uh, prayers, unanswered questions, just emptiness. I remember I had, I had everything, everything, everything that I had. Money, cars, women, drugs, alcohol, dr everything. And I remember I thought I had everything. And I remember I was driving in my nice, clean Chevrolet truck. I was going to the club one more time. And I got to the stop sign. And I cranked up my radio. And, man, you know, I just felt a big void on the inside. I said that I had a lot of things, y'all. It seemed like I had it going on. I had a pocket full of cash. I was going to the club to meet some females, one of my buddies. Alcohol, drugs, drink, whatever. It was there. So in one size, I might have had it going on. But why did I feel so empty then? So empty that when I got to the stop sign, I lowered up my radio and I stood up and I looked around make sure nobody was looking at me. I went, <clears throat> and I went. Because when you hit something that's hollow, and I thought I felt so empty and hollow, I thought that's what I was going to feel. All these comforting things. Houses, had a big house, Sugarland. Cars, had cars. But none of that thing was comforting for a moment. See, the things that comforted my ego, comforted the skin, the flesh. But he comforted my soul. Yeah. He comforted my inner man. And he's been comforting me all these years. I go through some stuff. We all go through things. Y'all go through things. He's the real comforter, y'all. The only, only, hands down, one that's going to comfort us. Amen. Nothing else will. Nothing else will ever compare. The devil is a liar. Amen. Amen.